Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We have some interesting news for you today, but I'd like to start with um, a bit of an explanation about previous episode, and I guess one before that, the interviews, since um, th- this has happened to me for the first time ever when someone actively dislikes the guests that I'm having on for totally opposite reasons and then they write angry comments and I lose Patreon support and all that whatnot. Um I just wanted to say that I'm not I'm not inviting anyone in out of malice and I something offends someone and then I just not even notice that it might offend someone. Does that make sense? I'm um, I'm an Eastern European journalist who's good at investigative journalism and stories. I'm not good at running media site, businessy stuff, things at all, and uh, I have no clue what my, what someone might find offensive. Well, sometimes if they are like Mr. Stripes was, uh, I openly warn about that, but. I, I just get people in because I think it might be interesting for you to learn their perspectives or that they're doing something interesting that's relevant to the to the war. Uh, I, I am not thinking about any Western European American political situation whatsoever. I just don't have the time for that nor skills for that. And uh, if anyone has found any guest sort of not to their liking on this show... And I do have to apologize, we're not doing this out of malice, just that we're not really, you know, thinking even about some issues that some people might find offensive. It's just a thought I should answer, because, yeah, we, we haven't had this in a while uh, when we uh, when we get very polarized comments about our guests. And that goes for both Mr. Strapes and, and Mitzi Perdue, and I think they're both are very nice people, very different people, but hey, I mean, that that's why I... Wanna put all sorts of people in my show. Okay, that was awkward. Uh I just hope you understood that um I'm not trying to anger anyone here. Just just sheer confusion. But uh but sheer confusion is something that got me to record this episode today because um I thought that due to how it's actually still snowing in Lavia and it's still pretty cold down there in Donbass and it's like slush and, and sludgy and it's uh, not a nice way to be fighting. I thought that um, nothing much is going to happen. Except, well, you know, situation is um, so bizarre that uh, apparently Prigozhin of Wagner Group has stated that the mercenaries have legally captured Bahamut, which is that 
that they've raised the flag over a, the next administration building. So nothing happens to the point where people just have to figure out how they've technically slash legally captured something. Okay, we're, we're, we're to that point. But um, turns out, no, no, yesterday was actually very interesting and uh, because of an explosion. This is uh, this is kind of a shout out to the Dugina explosion episode because this is about this seems to be from the same kind of situation perspective here because an explosion happened in the evening of April the second in Saint Petersburg in a cafe called Street Food Bar Number One. Well, it used to be called that way, but then Prigozhin bought it and turned it over for the patri- the cyber patriots, as he calls it. This, this bar belongs to Wagner Group founder, obviously, and um, yeah, a discussion club called Cyberfront Z meets in the cafe on weekends. Basically, this Cyberfront Z thing has, uh, yeah, Prigozhin uh, kind of wants to get young kids into committing cyber crimes against Ukraine and all, all that stuff. You know, they're not very good people. It's a way of, you know, enforcing the Z propaganda thing of, of all this. All this war. And uh, on April the 2nd, a uh, mm, war blogger, thankfully he doesn't really call himself war correspondent. Oh no, actually he kind of does, but uh, sort of those guys who go out and spew nonsense and spew propaganda who are paid by Wagner Group and who actually pick up guns and ignore every possible law or rule how actual war correspondents should act. Yeah, this guy, Vladian Tatarsky. A real name, by the way, Maxim Fomin, he was giving a talk. A poster for the event said that he would discuss, quote, what it's like to file stories from hotspots while under fire and also explain what it means to be a military correspondent. Yeah, well, sounds like something that uh, I was telling students in Poland, but, um, oh boy. It's just that quite creepy how this weirdo who just himself picks up guns and shoots at things, can call himself a... whatever. Anyway, this guy died. He was killed in an explosion. And, uh, again, at this point, we have no idea who. We just know... uh, We just sort of know how, and the how itself is interesting. And if you remember my episode about Dugan, or we had Alex on the show, and Alexander is coming back very soon together with... uh, with Mr. Heaton. Yeah, we're having them both. We're going to have a nice, interesting conversation about uh, politics. <laughs> More or less to, to talk about uh, what modern-day Russia, for example, considers socialism, but that's a different thing. Basically, Tatarsky, yeah, he, he exploded in one of those ways that is definitely going to go into the storybooks. Well, just to remind you who this guy is, um, if you remember in, in the early days of the war when they kind of adopted and joined the Donetsk Luhansk People's Republics, I posted about how this guy, posted by, you know, by Wagner Group in this big celebration, yeah, he's the guy who stated the famous phrase that's going to be known to everyone who follows this war, oh, we will defeat everyone, we will kill everyone, we will rob everyone we, uh, who we need to, everything will be the way we like it. That's the guy, he said this in Kremlin, and, well, he got notoriety about this on, on Twitter. And since then, he's been uh, very active, around on and he's on his own telegram channel and he's one of those super pro-war patriotic guys well he used to be anyways 
This guy is originally, by the way, from Makiyevka in the Donetsk region himself. He's not originally from Russia. He was, um, well, he, he fought for this self-proclaimed DNR as part of the Vostok Battalion as well for the LNR. And, uh, yeah, before that, just in the traditions of the Wagner Group, he um, he had served a prison sentence. He was sentenced for 12 years for an, uh, an armed robbery of a bank. Because, well, he apparently didn't didn't enjoy this stuff. And just decided to rob a bank that he, that he used of him. Now, the thing is, the uh, thing is, the whole situation happens when he's giving this talk to some kids who are super pro-Putin, all these Z guys, and like I said, he's dead, 32 wounded. That's the latest information. This gets updated. And, uh, well, everyone's blaming everyone right now, obviously. The thing is... He's giving this speech, and at one point, after the official part is over, there's, like, no guards, he has no bodyguards, no nothing. And uh, a woman who's now being known publicly as Daria Trepova, well, she enters the building carrying some sort of a package. And from what we know, she goes on to to, to this blogger dude guy, Tatarski, and says to him that, oh, look, well, you know, I'm a huge fan of your work. Uh, I wanted to give you this this package. It's kind of a, a bust, kind of a, a small sculpture that I made of you. And uh, according to some sources, uh, she also says that she wasn't allowed to get into the place because it was it was suspected to be a bomb. Other places say that, oh, no, well, it was just, you know, allowed to be brought in. But what matters is that she was allowed to bring in the, the bust, the statue of Tatarsky, and um, apparently he placed it somewhere nearby him, and she went and sat somewhere by the window or something. And then the bust exploded, and Tatarsky's dead. I, I kind of like the idea about, you know, everyone knowing about the bomb being in there in the first place. Now, there are some problems about this, why I think that it doesn't even matter who did this. Because the how, again by someone's bust. I mean, this is so 1994 that you can't even get more pure 90s than this. The thing is that uh, this this arrested lady, by now arrested, Daria Trepova, she apparently had been working with um, with Navalny's group, with the fund, uh, with the Foundation Against Corruption and all this stuff. Her husband lives in, in Georgia, and she was about to leave Russia, and she had told various different things to her friends, and it's all a huge mess, basically. And, and she just brought this thing in. She herself claims that she was just asked to deliver this package. She had, she didn't know what was going in this stuff, and and it's a mess. What really matters is that, um, well, every option that I could give you and every you know reasonable argument is is exactly the same. To be honest, I I kind of even want to know what the Western media is going to put up about this because could this be some actual Ukrainian actor? either private or or some special service or or you know something from the Ukrainian Ukrainian side well yes of course it it could be definitely could this be Putin just wanting to create a new martyr of someone who's not even Russian so he won't be missed and and, and still all that so that he can you know do nice little crackdowns on, on everyone who's opposing Putin, because look, this lady was involved with, with uh, Navalny. Also absolutely possible, 100%. Who 
Could this also be just that he managed to, you know, this whore, this this sort of um, war situation between the, the, their own war war bloggers and the pro opponent side? They have a massive massive competition on them on their own. Maybe he just argued with someone from the business because the money is money is there. I mean, Kremlin pays really well, like. Kremlin pays much better to these guys than, you know, they pay me. I mean, I I get nowhere near the amounts of ridiculous money that these guys are getting, so maybe it's someone from that side. Also totally possible. Maybe it's just someone who was serving in the Wagner group who whom he showed in a wrong light, or or maybe, you know, because of his reports, because they're stupid and they don't know what uh, what op security even is. They, they don't do time delays, everything that these pro-Russian war correspondence it's either faked basically or or it gets blown up soon after maybe maybe some ex-soldier got pissed off because of his unprofessional totally out of nowhere actions some of his pals were killed that's also totally possible maybe it's the CIA hey I I don't know although why the hell would CIA blow up this very specific pro-Kremlin war blogger guy no idea also no idea why someone from the ukrainian special services would try to blow this guy up he wasn't that big i mean he was pretty big he was on the gherkin and pals or order and stuff like that but he wasn't the most important person hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Then there's a theory that uh, this was a warning to Girkin and pals, because all these guys have come together and created some sort of a, well, angered or hurt patriots club where they're going to be, you know, joining forces to just in case if there's any liberal reforms in Russia from the evil Westerners to stomp them down and help win the war and do all the stuff that Putin cannot do, all this stuff. They want to be greater, bigger patriots than Putin. We all know how that ends up. Maybe this was a, kind of a, a warning shot for for Girkin. I mean, say what you want, but he is an FSB officer. That's also possible. Either way, this is just... And maybe it's just totally someone random. Also possible. No no one knows. And in a way, it doesn't really matter that much since one of the things that I've always said about this war and how this is going to end up for Russia is that it's just going to be like in the 90s. After the Chechen Wars and after the Afghan War before that. You see, 
if you if you arm men either mobilized or from prisons and whatever and they get wounded and they learn how to kill people and they don't see a future in their own country and you know they're not getting paid their compensations and all that whatnot of course crime rates gonna increase the new wave of the 90s the criminal era where all these veterans who didn't know anything but how to kill people and who were fighting in pointless wars yeah of course you know they joined joint and mass to various criminal organizations because veteran services oh no they they're just basically non-existent in russia anyways so no matter who did this or, or why this happened i mean this is just the first step in, in the long route to massive criminalization of everything and i don't even think this is going to be the last one it's just that the fact that it's by the bust and this is an example that we can point towards too and this is happening in more ways than one. For example, Prigozhin himself, weirdly enough, stated that he uh, that we shouldn't look at the Ukrainian special operations and the Ukrainian government to be behind this. He thinks it's some sort of extremists doing it on their own, which is weird coming from Prigozhin. Then again, well, there are messages that some people actually thought it was Prigozhin himself, and, you know, Wagner Group was quite stunned about that part. So, it's weird. At the same time, Prigozhin states that uh, only only about 20 out of a thousand of his recruits that return do any sort of troubles or, or repeat crimes. Of course, that number he's just pulled out of his ass. <laughs> and, you know, he made this comment in r- relation to a, um, a person who had been sitting in prison for murder in Russia. Then he joined Wagner Group, then he spent half a year in... In, in Ukraine fighting, he somehow survived. Then he went back to his village, and on the very the very next day, he committed another murder. And that kind of blew up, and these things are being shut down a bit, but hey, like I said, the criminalization of Russian society is, is at hand, and it's going to be just worse and worse as the time goes on, because not like not like they have any money or even the desire, even if they would have the money to do any social programs, for that matter. And to make things worse, you know, just to pair this up with this whole situation there, is that um, out of all the bizarre things that I had seen while I was researching this episode, out of nowhere, like, another big thing that plopped up was that was that apparently Russia and Russian science has also reached... A whole new low, so to speak. No, this isn't as big as an explosion. However, this struck, struck me as like even even odder. And I know a lot of you guys are are here because of the John Michael Gaudier podcasts, and you know that I like science. But um, it's just that it's just that. Uh, okay, how do I how do I put this in a way that you don't think that I'm making fun of you there is a uh, there's the Russian Academy of Sciences right I've mentioned them on the show a couple of times and obviously there are various faculties in there and then there's uh, Mr. Kudretsev who is basically the chief geneticist of the Russian Federation chief genetics guy who studies all this stuff he's a professor of genetics in uh, Moscow Institute of Sciences and uh, he just gave a lecture, basically, to his students, and it was filmed, and no one really knows whether or not this guy, what's going on there. I mean, 
it's okay to be religious. I'm religious, but this was just a bit of a, and I quote here because today's a weird episode. I, I apologize for that, but mm. well, he was giving a lecture about the gene- the the whole mutations and, and genetics and all this stuff. And at one point, he just pulls out pulls out a huge timeline of biblical events of Old Testament stuff and whatnot, and starts talking about how well people used to live nine hundred years and now they don't and and how their mutations and all that, all this whatnot, and then he ends up with a genius line which states that, um, well, you know, you can blame radiation and all this what, all this whatnot, but I believe all of our mutations that have caused us to live shorter periods of time is our inborn sin. You know, all these perversions, the gay people, and all this stuff. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how this even correlates uh, correlates to something. But we reached the point where chief geneticist person blames religious subjects and themes not for you know not to make a moral statement, not to make something something you know as I would understand in, in the purview of religion, but but now now he literally speaks about mutations in the cells of 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 people in the genes. Because natural sin. I I don't even know what to say about this. It's just uh, one of those days where you want to take a look at the explosion part, take a look at the crimes part, and then you kind of want to sigh and state, well, uh, I'm sorry, Gagarin, we fucked this up. It's just bizarre. It's really a shame since... Yeah, not like the word itself would kind of introduce good manners or more rational thought towards anyone. It just destroys and the things that things that seem to seem funny at the first first sight. Oh yeah, they get really depressive once you think about them. But um, yeah, those were the news for today. Hope you had some fun and about learning about the bizarro only in Russia events. And uh, yeah, the important part here was that we're going to see more explosions very soon. And who did it? I don't even think it matters, really. And as always, happiness is mandatory. Oh, and uh, of course, special thank you to all of my Patreon supporters, and if you want to become our patron, you can go to patreon.com slash border, or you can just go to theeasternborder.lv and click the donate button there for a one-time donation. We are extremely thankful for this. 